Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom! I'm done with my segment! This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with a professor, as we do every day at this time, with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle. If you guys have questions for John Clayton, you know what to do. Text those questions in right now to 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. Hello, John. Hello, guys. So I, I just found out today that coming up next week, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm off all next week, and Dave will be gone on Friday as well. It's going to be... You and Graz for four hours on Friday next week. Well, yes and no. I mean, uh, I have to see Kyle Brown if, if he approves this. But, uh, you know, Friday, as uh, Graz knows, Friday night date night is so important to Pat. We've been doing it for 37 years. And if I go till 6, then uh, she gets no Friday night date night. Well, you know what? You might have to bring somebody in from the arm barn. To finish the show, <laughs> well, I mean, bring in the closer from the yeah, but barn. but again, like for example, uh, you know, I I can I can go till five and maybe go over to uh, you know Dino's and then you know because again the, the problem is is uh, you, you know it's not a matter of her eating later, but the, you know the problem is we have to have a caregiver that uh, you know gets her in and out of bed, and if we go someplace at six and not get there till six fifteen six thirty, then two things have to happen. She doesn't get any food, or she has to spend the whole night in the wheelchair and not get into bed. Because again, the the caregiver has to put her in a lift to get her gotcha. into the bed. So it's like, uh, but again, if if Kyle's okay, and and I'm sure Graz, because again, the what the one thing as you know with Graz is that uh, you know we've been doing this now together for over thirty years. Yeah, and so I mean, and he knows that Pat and I. It's so important for Pat to have her her Friday night date night. And so if they if Kyle can approve that to go to five, then then we're in great shape. I, I, I'm guessing you probably won't have a problem there. I, w- I won't speak for Kyle, but I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, because so, I mean, uh, let's put it this way. I, I, I know uh, I just talked to somebody that might be able to volunteer to help out with that last hour. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what gets done. But either way, yeah. the listeners will get you and Graz for some amount of time on Friday yeah. next week because Dave and I will both be gone. All right. Uh, let's, let's, how about last night, by the way, mm-hmm. how about that game? I mean, it looked bad for green Bay. We were talking about everybody they were going to be missing. They're on the road against an undefeated team. That's red hot. And lo and behold, they, they found a way to pull it out. That was, that was a heck of a game plan out there. I got to give LaFleur credit and just the, the running game credit and the, I, I don't know if I give AJ green credit for not turning around to look <laughs> for the ball that was coming his way at the end, but heck of a game. Yeah, it really was. And I thought that, uh, you know, the great, the, you know, because, again, probably now everybody's unfairly beating up the Arizona Cardinals, you know, after a 7 0 start. And, you know, but what I thought was incredible was the coaching job done by LaFleur and the play of uh, Aaron Rodgers. But you saw, I mean, he wasn't, he couldn't get many passes uh, together because he had so few wide receivers. And so because of that, I mean, he had to struggle mightily to be able to, uh, to get some things done. But, uh, you know, they ran the ball well. They blocked well on the offensive line. But the big thing, which was really incredible, uh, was that, uh, you know, their defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, didn't coach last night. He had COVID-19, so he wasn't even uh, on the trip. And so Jerry Gray, longtime NFL defensive coach, he's their defensive backs coach. He's been a coordinator in a couple of different places. He came in and he did a great job stopping Kyler Murray. 
And so it's like that did well. And and it makes you wonder one thing, because, again, now, you know, like anything else, team loses. Everybody's, you know, just this guy. Look, we got we got the problems here. We got this. But it's like uh, it makes you wonder, because last year uh, the, the Cardinals started off six and two and then lost six out of their last eight games. I mean, is this now that they figured out they, last year, they figured out what the Cardinals did. And then Cliff Kingsbury, you know, pretty much got out coached and he got out coached last night. Is that going to happen again? Hmm. Boy, Jerry Gray. He, yeah. pl- he played when I played. Yeah. He was actually a player in the league and mm-hmm. yeah. So did a pretty good job there. Yeah. So, and, and then, you know, the, the more that you, you see this happen with Arizona or I'm sorry, with Green Bay, the more you go, what in the world happened in week one? That yeah. was that was just so weird. Oh, I know what that, happened. The texters told us Aaron Aaron Rodgers was throwing the game to to stick it to the organization. Doesn't yeah, doesn't that make like, sense? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like now in Green Bay, and after you you see that, John, you know, sort of readjust. I mean, I know we all obviously thought Arizona was was number one just because mm-hmm. they were undefeated, but. Now I start to look at Green Bay, and I'm still I'm still looking at the Rams. It's too bad because yeah, yeah. you know I you feel like to. yeah I feel like the they they might be the but you got to say without going in there without their their receivers you mentioned that's that's a pretty impressive win. Yeah, and don't forget about Tampa Bay too. Yeah, Tampa. I know. I just uh, you know they got Tom Brady, so I kind of write them off. Like yeah, of course they're going to be good. Yeah, I don't yeah. Even look at them. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's like a no. That was huge because again, you know, it just shows you that uh, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, they can do some things. But then the pro the problem is, did he have enough receivers? Uh, you know, they didn't go get him any new ones this week with all the problems that they had with COVID nineteen and all that stuff. Probably didn't need to. But in the end, it's and then of course now Robert Tanyan, who I know you like a lot. I mean, he blew out his ACL. So now if they don't go out and get a tight end. Then they're crazy. Yeah, they, they Dave, gotta, Dave's they, been upset all morning about that one. I can imagine. <laughs> but, uh, let me. I don't, I, I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> hey, j- back to Rogers for a mm-hmm. moment. The one thing I've noticed, John, I don't know if you noticed this, but just in in his post game interviews after they win and everything, he is he's really leaned into how much fun he's having. Mm-hmm. What a great group of guys he, this is, and what a great team this is. More so than I've heard him in years past. Does that make you feel like anything has changed in terms of what we we're expecting in the off season? I tend to doubt it, but then you never know. I mean, you know, because uh, <clears throat> again, and this goes back to the re- repeated <laughs> stupid things that are <clears throat> said about Russell Wilson, is in the sense that it's like, okay, if Russell Wilson does want out, Aaron Rodgers wanted out more than he did, <clears throat> and Aaron Rodgers is staying at least this year. Can't tell you about next year. Next year's next year. But in the case of uh, you know Russell Wilson, he's under contract. It's a no trade deal. If they can come back and have a you know good finish to the season and you know get some more talent that's maybe needed, then I think everything should be fine. But uh, like anything else, you don't know. And of course, here's the one who wanted out more than anybody else, Deshaun Watson. <clears throat> he's not getting out because it looks like even though there was close to a deal for draft choice compensation, the Dolphins kind of put their foot down and says, oh. By the way, if we're going to make this trade, you've got to settle the 22 lawsuits now. Well, it's like, how are you going to settle 22 civil suits uh, in a matter of like five days? Can't happen. Hey, uh, it looks like uh, the, the Rams are putting Deshaun Jackson on the block. What do you think, John? Uh, and, of course, everybody's texting in, oh, of course, the Seahawks should take a look at him. But, 
Anyway, where do you think he ends up? What do you think about that move? Well, some people think that uh, you know maybe Green Bay will do something, yeah. uh, but I, I tend to think right now they're going to be concentrating more on tight ends than anything else. But uh, you know, he's 34 years old, and you know he, he you know he's not been hurt this year, but he hasn't played a lot this year. So uh, I mean, I, I figure he hopes to go someplace, and it's going to be cheap because again, I mean, you get him at probably a, a seventh round pick in 13 or 14 or 20 23 or 24 and that'll that'll probably be it but in the end it's like you know there's still some football left in him but i don't know how much football is left in him yeah i think it was babino when i was doing a pregame tv thing with him and mm-hmm. he he had been watching him and he said he thinks he, he can still fly yeah he, he can. can still run but yeah i don't know it's just it's kind of interesting that the thing that's bothersome to me, I guess, is that the Rams are so good and they have yeah. such good receivers. They're like, eh, we don't really need Deshaun Jackson. That's mm-hmm. is that what's behind scary. it? Is it just he just doesn't fit because Cooper Cup and 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 Woods have been so prominent and so productive that there's just not enough balls to go around, so to speak, or is there more of an issue behind the scenes with him? I don't think there's more of an issue behind the scenes. I think it's a matter that. Uh, he probably wants to get more passes and more attempts and more play time. Well, that's not going to happen <clears throat> with our current group of receivers. And so because of that, uh, you know, he wants out, and we'll see if they can get him out. I would imagine they can because, you know, somebody would be maybe in need. I mean, like, for example, what about San Francisco? I mean, San Francisco has Debo Samuel. <clears throat> Brandon Ayuk's been a disappointment. Mm-hmm. They don't have hardly anything else. <clears throat> that could be a possibility. Yeah. Oh, oh, my turn. Hey, well, oh, uh, John, here, real, ahead, real quick, I'm going to throw this in. Uh, somebody asked, John, what's your favorite Halloween candy? No, first they asked, what are you dressing up as over the weekend? Uh, I guess Bill Belichick is going to be in my hoodie. And uh, uh, there we go. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, You're I'm gonna not cut gonna, the arms off. I'm not going to cut the arms off. No, because I'm cold. So it's like okay. uh, not going to do that. And then, uh, did you did you see that uh, Belichick said today <clears throat> that he actually opened the door one time for Halloween? And somebody came dressed like him, you know, oh. with the hoodie, uh, the arms cut off, and yeah. even had a, you know, uh, a headset on. <laughs> Didn't he at one point, he had something that looked like he had plastic bags on his arms or something? Yeah, yeah. He had some kind of a, yeah, some kind of a weird thing. Some, um, some interesting uh, fashion choices between him and his son. Yeah. His son with the, with the quirky face maneuvers during the game and his mullet haircut that's a mm-hmm. that's a handsome kid uh john do you remember when you were a kid what was your favorite uh, or most memorable uh halloween costume oh boy it's so far back it's like uh i don't know if it was <clears throat> i never did casper the friendly ghost uh i probably did some kind of a, a wicked warrior or something like that a wicked warrior. Yeah. What, what, what does that look like? I, I, I again, so far back, I can't remember. I remember my dad. I was a robot, uh-huh. and so we got boxes, and then cut arms, and then we spray painted it <laughs> silver, and then we had like all these uh, little wires coming out of it and everything. And uh, so I was basically barely shuffling along, and then I fell down an embankment uh-huh. and was laying down there crying <laughs> because my car could you not box, get up? I couldn't get up. You're like I a can't turtle. Get up. You're like oh, the kid in Christmas Story. Kid in Christmas Story, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but also remember too, <clears throat> I grew up in the worst ghetto in the state of Pennsylvania. Correct? I don't know. I did. Okay. Braddock, PA, and so it's like, for example, <clears throat> we had a good street on Camp Avenue, and so uh, if you went straight too far down 
the block from Camp Avenue or in another direction, then, you know, he's like, sure, you can go get candy, but they're going to go get your money and they're going to beat you up. Jeez. Oh, mm. Hey, John, I'm what seeing a childhood you had. John. Uh, I'm seeing a story here and, and we, mm-hmm. we were talking about Chris Carson earlier and we played a conversation between uh, Pete Carroll and, and Steve Rabel where they were talking about it, but I'm on Pro Football Talk, and the headline reads, Seahawks unsure whether Chris Carson will return this season. And there are some uh, quotes from Pete Carroll in another interview that he did talking about Carson, and the quote is, he hasn't been able to come out of out to practice yet and go pretty soon. You're going to say, is he going to make it back? And I'm not ready to do that yet, but really keeping my fingers crossed for him, and he gets to come back and play. What Do you know anything more about what's going on? Does this look like it could be a season long or maybe a career-threatening thing? Or what what are we looking at? It could be a season long or at least go deep into the season. I mean, still you take it week by week and all that stuff. And I don't know if Mike Florio is the one who wrote it for Pro Pro Football Talk, but it's a lot better than his, what, 95.6 chance that Watson's going to be traded to Miami. It's posted by Shireen Williams. Shireen Williams, yes. Love love Shireen. She's great. Yeah, because, in fact – she, uh, I picked her when I was president of the Pro Football Writers to be one of the next uh, president of the Pro Football Writers, and she did that. She's a Hall of Fame voter. She's men, won many, many awards. She's just a great person and a great, uh, great per. And she's very accurate with her reporting. So, so the fact that she wrote that does that give you pause? Does that make you feel like, oh boy, we could be in? Yeah, my my guess is that uh, this may be of something that he said on. Uh, moving the chains on Sirius because you know Pete has a segment you know with Pat Kerwin and Jim Miller and all that stuff once a week and that might the because uh, again I don't know I can't imagine that uh, Shireen got the ability to interview Pete Carroll one on one but I think probably this may have come from what he might have said uh, on moving the chains on Sirius. Hey John, um, how good are the Bengals? They're going in mm-hmm. playing the Jets this week, and then I guess we'll know uh, in Week Nine because they're playing Cleveland at home, yeah. which is a pretty good test. But you know, uh, the win on the road at at Baltimore. I get Detroit, Jacksonville, okay, uh, but they did beat Minnesota and Pittsburgh. How good do you think they are? I think they're pretty good. I mean, right now, I don't know if it can sustain itself, but they're pretty good because again, they went to Pittsburgh and won in Pittsburgh, and they yeah. never do that. And so to be able to go in your two be- two of your better division rivals and win those games on the on road, the road yeah. is pretty impressive. Now Joe Burrow, I mean you know, Lamar Chase automatically is the rookie of the year on offense. Okay. Nobody can challenge that. Trey Hendrickson has done such a great job, you know, with what he's been able to do coming over from New Orleans and giving them a pass rush. Then <clears throat> you can see that you know they're improving on defense. Their offensive line's still shaky, but overall, I mean, and then finally Joe Mixon, who hasn't been able to get that real breakout season, is now starting to have that breakout season. And so he's like, you put all that together, and I think that uh, you have to legitimately say they're for real. Yeah. Hey, John, what what do we expect from Baker Mayfield? Is he going to be able to go against the Steelers, or what are, what are we hearing about his injury? Well, I think they took him off the injury report today, so it looks like he's going to be able to go. I don't know if it's the wisest thing to do. It probably isn't because, again, he's got a torn labrum. I mean, he's got a fracture, a completely torn labrum, and uh, you know, got a fracture in that left shoulder. And so it's like, to me, that's dangerous. I mean, how bad can one hit go? I mean, Dave, you've had shoulder injuries and all that stuff. But if you have a torn labrum and a fracture, one hit on the left side of his body that could really do him damage. Yeah, and then I was going to bring this up 
I don't know if you guys saw this on the crawl last night watching the football game, John. I don't know if you saw it or Dave. They were talking about J.J. Watt's injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on that crawl, it sounded like the entire, I don't know, what is his left side of yeah. his body is torn. Yeah. They said, they said his labrum is torn, mm-hmm. his rotator cuff is torn, his bicep is rushed, is ruptured, and I think his pec. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard that detail before. Is that accurate? All that of those? Is a, that is 100% accurate, yeah. My I mean, goodness. I mean, so, uh, and I know we were talking about this. It's like you got to kind of wonder, would he give it up after this yeah. year? That's a serious injury. Well, injuries. Now, yeah. Did those, did that all happen at once, or was it over time, or do how did do you remember? I think that? it happened all at, at once. Okay, so he must have taken a hell of a hit. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. And by the way, you see, Andrew Whitworth's not going to play this week. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you can understand with him because he's like fifty-seven years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he has a good beard. He looks like John Howie. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Hey, that's the thing. I always get him mixed up with John Howie, and I just I, I don't I can't remember his name. But you know, I mean, this is a good one for them to miss, right? Because they're at the Texans, mm-hmm. one and six. I don't think there's much of a chance. I don't think you have to worry about it. No, yeah. no. How how disappointing has the acquisition of Julio Jones been for the Tennessee Titans? I'm seeing he's not going to be able to go this yeah. week. He's played in what five games, and uh, you know, some of them he's had. Uh, two receptions, three receptions. He, he hasn't even come close to double-digit receptions in mm-hmm. any of the games. Yeah, I mean, no, look, this I, feels I, like I, what, what looked – it looked like it was going to be a massive tandem. Him and A.J. Brown, you're like, oh, man, how do you defend that? And it's been anything but with him. I would agree. I think that it hasn't worked out, and that's got to be so disappointing for Tennessee. Now they're able to cover for it because they got Ryan Tannehill and they've got Derrick Henry. Brown certainly is a good receiver. But, yeah, I think that they have <clears> – <throat> because when they made that trade – they thought if they go three receivers, there's no way anybody's going to go uh, eight guys in the box to stop Henry, and it's just going to open things more up for Henry. In some ways it did, but the fact that uh, Jones has missed so much time and hasn't been a factor, that's got to be disappointing. You know, if the Colts can win this game, this I mean, they could possibly make a run. The, the reason why I bring them up because I've been checking, like, turnover ratio, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and their turnover ratio is very good. They're, mm-hmm. they're top five in the NFL. And so they have Tennessee. If they're able to beat them at home, they got the Jets, Jacksonville, and Houston less left on their on their uh their schedule. And they they do have Buffalo and Tampa. You think they have uh the stuff to turn things around in Indy? I think they can, yeah, because when you look at the beginning of the season, you knew they were in trouble because including the Seahawks, they took on five teams last year that had ten wins or more. And here they were with a quarterback that uh had not taken a snap uh, in training camp, I mean, really, until we got to the first week of the season, Carson Wentz, you know, hadn't done anything, and so he was going to struggle. Then you got Quentin Nelson, their probably their best player. I mean, <clears throat> he was he was hurt and had and then eventually got COVID nineteen, and then you got T.J. Uh, T.J. Uh, Hilton. I mean, he he ends up, you know, in fact, he still hasn't played. T.Y. I mean, Hilton or T.Y. Hilton, you know, he's going to play this week, but you know, he hasn't had a chance to play. And so this is going to be his first week. And, you know, Darius Leonard, who is just a fantastic yeah. linebacker. But, I mean, he was playing hurt. I don't know if he was 70%, 75%, maybe 80%, but he wasn't playing at 100%. And so that took away things. So in the end, they uh, they come back, and now they've rallied a little bit. And so if they can do something against Tennessee, then it's a two-way race in the division. If Tennessee wins, then it's still going to probably be an up. But again, you know, it's like by playing the tough games in the first five weeks, they get the the easy games later. 
And when you're in a division right now with Jacksonville and Houston, that has to help. John, we appreciate it. You doing your uh, show tomorrow? Yes, from 8 until 11, and we're taking your phone calls. Taking Happy call. date night. Yeah. yeah, and of course, how about next week? It's like uh, the chance to be with the Graz. There you go. Uh, All right. Have a, have a great weekend, John. Okay, thanks. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. Yeah, I saw that. I was watching the game, flipping back and forth between that game and the cracking game. Uh, but I saw that crawl on the bottom of the screen, and they were talking about J.J. Watt. You know, they were showing him, and then that little crawl. And it, it was torn rotator cuff, torn labrum, ruptured bicep, or torn bicep, and a torn pec. I think it. Yeah. It's whoa! All... I had, I heard, I just thought you know shoulder injury. He's just going to take surgery. He's going to be out for the season. But I think that's that's an area where all those things come together. You know. My goodness. But but those yeah. are all separate because we've heard about those individual. You know, so and so's dealing. They tore their pec, or this person ruptured their bicep, or this person's got a torn rotator cuff. True. All at once. What well, is that? What's that rehab going to be like? He needs to go see Ed Calfane. Jeez, because I had I had that thing when I had my bike wreck, and I don't know if I had all I didn't have all that, but still, there was all these docs like I can't fix that. It's like a torn. I can't you just take it off? Yeah, they were like <laughs> just uh, get rid of it. It's like a torn uh, jeans. How you get a hole in your jeans? It's too big. Yeah, can't you fix can't it. you can't put them. And I go to Ed, and he's like, Yeah, I can fix that, and he fixed yeah. it. Look. Until I fell off the treadmill this last summer, <laughs> re-injured when it, when it when it fired you across the room, re-injured <laughs> into the my, wall, my but, shoulder there. But no, that's I, I mean, just hadn't heard any detail on his injury other than hey, shoulder injury right. going to probably cost him the season, going to require surgery. It could be it for him. Man, that's a lot to come that, back from. That, that's a whole lot. All right, coming up, what happens to the Seahawks' offense on Sunday? What, what what's gonna what are we gonna see? What are we going to see from this offense? You want to open up the phone lines? You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll open up a rare moment where Don't we don't be in knuckleheads. Yeah, make us make us proud that we decided to open up the phone lines. Four two one three seven seven six. That's two zero six four two one three seven seven six. What do you expect to see out of this offense against the Jags on Sunday? That is coming up next with Wyman and Bob on seven ten ESPN Seattle.